Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Good evening, Josh. I'm great. Yeah, we're coming off of uh, the weekend of Game Week 21, about to yep. embark on a, a little bit of a break for the Premier League. But there are yep. lots of fixtures. Can you count them, Josh, that will have impact on Game Week 22 in two weeks? Like we've got to be yeah. watching both the EFL Cup and the FA Cup for injuries, rotation, replays. Still have one more Premier League game tomorrow. We still have the uh, Fulham, Fulham Spurs match tomorrow. I need a roughly 37 points from Mitro, who, you know, who's been like the most disappointing player in my team so far. Maybe he can redeem himself a little bit tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot going on. We, you know, this. I guess the the, at the just at the very top, we'll note that there is a. Uh, potential double game week that'll happen. Uh, Man United and Leeds with both double in game week 22, which is the next game week. Uh, but that requires them to not have to play um, an FA Cup replay during when they would replay that match. So they announced it so that fans could buy tickets, make travel plans, whatever. But uh, I think it's one of them. I think what I, I can't, I'm not even going to look it up, but one of them plays Reading and one of them plays Borum Wood. And so, yeah, Man, yeah. I think it's Man United plays Reading. Yeah, Man United plays Reading. And I think Leeds is not, they don't even know who they're going to play yet because Borum Wood and Accrington Stanley have to do their replay because they drew. That's happening <laughs> on Tuesday to determine yeah. who plays Leeds on Saturday. Now, Accrington Stanley and Borum Wood can't tie here because they've already tied. And I think they'll go to penalties at that point. Um, but yep. yeah, this is like true in the weeds fantasy stuff. We said we've been saying, Josh, like this is a season for the real fans, for the real yes. FPL heads. What I don't, what I don't get yeah. about this double for Leeds and Manchester United, I understand. Announce it so fans can buy tickets and figure out travel if it's going to happen. Why did they add it to the FPL fixture list already? Because that could yeah. really lead to some mass confusion. They did that. They did that with the with the Spurs Man City double last week as okay. well. Yeah, I have to admit this is this is maybe my my like not so secret feeling any longer. But I I I think I'm like done with double game weeks. I don't think I enjoy them. I think I think it's it's like eating ice cream all the time. Brandon. It seems like a when you're you're like oh when you're a kid like you know when you're a kid like I'm an, when I'm an adult I'm just gonna eat everything I want yeah. all of the time and that's gonna be amazing and then. You hit your late thirties, and suddenly you have you know ten chicken nuggets, and yeah. 
you have to like, you can't sleep that night, you know, because your your heartburn is so bad. These are these are, you know, this is this is how I feel about double gaming. It's just a I I'm having nonstop FPL heartburn right now, and I need I need a little. Your doctor break. said, we, uh, Josh, uh, listen, you got leads, <laughs> fixtures uh, clogging up your arteries right now, so yeah, we're, we're going to need a stint. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 a it's a just a mix, and I, I get it, it's all fine, whatever. I mean, we're and this, this week was actually a nice normal game week, which was which was which was fun, but I think. It all kind of goes back to that postponed weekend, and I think that's where all these fixtures to be made up as a result of of that. And a couple spillover games the next weekend too, because of some uh, police allocation, uh, and then obviously the compressed schedule as well because of the World Cup. And so it's just, it's just a very it's a very jam packed schedule, but it, it should lighten up a little bit over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And you know they'll, they'll, there will be a bunch of doubles near the end, but that's that's something we we traditionally are, are kind of used to. Those are the kind of classic yeah. FA Cup doubles. So. Anyway, I uh, I'm I'm starting from a place of of angst, Brandon, because I had easily my worst game week of the season. I think I'm going to be out of the last cheater standing league too. It's a, it's a, you no, know, you're not. It's a, you're not. I'm not. Okay. There are a I was, couple I was of a Ivan worried. Tony captainers at the bottom uh, of the table, so don't wow. you worry. <laughs> Saving my bacon, those people. Uh, um, so a, a tough week. I but I, I was starting from a good place, so I will I will keep my complaining. To a minimum, it was just you know it was one of those weeks where not only did the players right we have the you know all of these kind of um, a lot of the same you know across across all of our teams there's a lot of players that we all kind of own right mm-hmm. we all own Erlen Holland as a result of the double game weeks we all mostly own Harry Kane and Kevin De Bruyne I, I realize there are exceptions here but just Rashford but you know Trippier um, and so those players were all where all my points came from. And all of my players that have low ownership were the players who blanked this week. And the sort of corresponding players, mm-hmm. right? The like the sort of highly owned players that I don't have, all all delivered. You know, it got some kind of return. And so it just sort of led to this kind of worst case scenario where I'm on 61 points and then I'm seeing people with like 95 to 100 points. And and so sometimes it's like the trick sometimes is to have a bad game week when everyone's having a bad game week or when the when the kind of range of outcomes is fairly low. Right. And and the, the sometimes you just have a bad game week where the high range is, is very high. So, it, you know, it's kind of it's two red errors in a row for me. We'll see what happens with Mitchell tomorrow. But I'm still I'm at twenty six thousand overall. So I'm really having a great season. I, I'm just so I'm not going to I'm not going to go on too much with this. I was telling you before the podcast started used to be like mm-hmm. longtime listeners of the pod will know when I had a bad game week, it was like Josh's rant corner. And I'd come on here and I'd just complain about everything. It was none of it was my fault. Yeah, the system's uh, and, broken. <laughs> Yeah, the system's broken. And now when I have a bad game, like I just find it incredibly annoying. I'm just like super annoyed. And and that's that's kind of where I am right now. So I was just like annoyed and I was just like, okay, I'm done. I watched the matches still. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, especially, I mean, again, because we've talked about this a lot. This is central to the always genuine ethos, which is fantasy should be a way, it, the, the game is fun and valuable. We wouldn't do this podcast if we didn't love the game, but it should be a way like a, like a, another angle to watch premier league matches to watch the matches if you don't enjoy the matches you probably long term aren't really going to be playing fantasy because sort of what's the point right yeah. and so um and so today i had this moment where Saka scored and i i, I kind of wanted to turn off the tv and i hate to say that because, but it was just <laughs> i was just like this is uh, this cannot get any worse and i had you know i had the, uh, just uh, all of the, i had zero pointers across the board and then i was like what are you doing like this is a it's a 2-1 match you're ostensibly an Arsenal supporter. Like why you, you just cannot let fantasy overrun how you feel right now. And, 
And I sort of came to my senses and I, I just watched the last 40 minutes like a fan. And it was really wonderful. I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. So I sort of pulled myself back from the brink. And I think that's why we're, when we're talking right now, I'm not really in that bad of a mood because it's just not, it's not that it's not that bad. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. So that's that's where I am right I now. I remember a Manchester Derby from maybe like five years ago. It was the Pogba Derby where uh, he uh, yes. he pulled Manchester United back from the brink in the second half and scored two goals. And I don't really remember what happened in the first half that absolutely annihilated my fantasy game week. And I did that thing where I was just like shut off the TV, started playing FIFA or something. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, like 10 minutes later, I'm just sort of like, well, maybe I'll just put it on the iPad. And uh, yeah, right. The emotional distance. I, I, watch, I watch on my phone sometimes, so I need the emotional distance of, of a phone that I can yep. flip over. If right, right, aren't right. Going well. I have had a roller coaster of a game week, and uh, it's it's gone better than yours. Certainly, I'm currently on a green arrow. If you check FPL game week, I, uh, I'm basically on a gray dot at 108K with auto subs. So okay. we'll see. I have Andreas Pereira and Harry Kane to play. So I do think that uh, holding oh, yeah. my green arrow is very much in the offings. Uh, the, the question really would be... no players that could... I yeah. guess Mitro could hurt you. That'd be the only one. Mitro could very much hurt me. I think if Pereira does anything that I, I, I can crash into the top 100K, which would be amazing. And there were moments during the... Uh, during the game week, during the weekend where I was in the top 100K and I was I was loving it. Certainly when Bruno yeah. came through and his assist with his assist. Yeah. What a goal uh, from Rashford, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, he, he absolutely banged it. And I'm Sokka just going to that same corner to mimic Rashford's celebration. Uh, very, It was like the blockbuster version of when Mitro and Tony were exchanging uh, the same celebration earlier this season. Like, okay, well, this, well, these teams are actually playing for something here. Well, it was kind of interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, what a contrast, right? We had uh, Liverpool-Chelsea play what has to be the worst Liverpool-Chelsea match since I've been watching the Premier League closely, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll say the, wor- the worst the, the worst in 13 years. Um, I would I just really, there was nothing... To, to enjoy about that match, except except a cap of return if you had him in fantasy, but I, that was just like the the team, even the the teams that lined up. It was just it's just a it's a rough moment for both those clubs. They've had a ton of success in recent years, yeah. so it's it's all fine. Yeah, there were sign, signs season. of hope. Mudra came on and he looked great, and you just yeah, think if true. you've got Joe Felix, Raheem Sterling, and Mudra up front three you got a little bit of a preview of good matches that that may come but i uh, to me that was kind of a great match for chelsea where they just needed any sort of result against a top six club uh given sort of the narrative around them right now it looks so much worse for liverpool who are beyond dysfunctional at this point i guess i guess that's really what it maybe i mean maybe I'm, I'm guilty of looking at this a little too much through, too much through the the liverpool lens because i, I agree when when Woodrow came on later he almost scored i, I like very shortly yeah. after coming on yeah. in that match um which actually i think this leads us nicely brennan into the theme of today's podcast which is 
um, our mid-season review. This is lo- again long-time listeners. This, this is a pod for the long-timers, Brandon. Uh, this is a this is one of my favorite pods to do each year. We've done this uh, since we started doing the pod. Uh, low those many years ago. And basically we go club by club and just talk about where uh, everybody stands. And uh, we do this alphabetically, Brandon. So it's yeah. uh, no favorites. It's on the, uh, you know, no, no favorites here. Exactly. The, the only controversy is do you start with Arsenal or do you start with AFC Bournemouth, Brandon? <laughs> normally, normally I start with Arsenal. This time around, I did mix it up and we're starting with AFC Bournemouth, the Association right. Football Club Bournemouth. Well, okay. Maybe one day yeah. we will have Akrington Stanley, Brandon. In the uh, in the Premier League, and then yeah. they can. I want I want rug, rugby rules Bournemouth uh, in in the in the next rundown. This is none of these uh, <laughs> the associated football rules. I want to use my hands yeah, exactly. in Bournemouth. You want the Queen? Yeah, the Queen's whatever that is. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, you and I both have had okay game weeks. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But I, I want to get right into this pod because this is a fun one. Um, and. Yeah, this is, you know, again, we have two weeks in between matches. And so this is kind of, um, this is your midseason report card. This is a chance to, to check on where we stand, um, reset a little bit after a frantic restart. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, want to just quickly note um, the always cheating. Uh, well, I, a, you know, if you, if you, if you enjoyed this week's pod and you want to support it, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. I'm trying to keep these little Patreon shout outs a, li- a little more, You're doing a great a little more job, brief. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I, I thought so too. I, you know, we, bonus podcast each week. We kind of had it screwed up this one a little bit because of our travel plans. And so we're, we have a bonus in the works, but we have to actually do that. I, I, I you know, I don't want to get in that, in that. This is like when you like, you know, start one of those, um, what, 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 what did they have before Patreon? It was like the old, like GoFundMe like or whatever. And, like a Kickstarter, yeah, where you're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna get your pack. Totally doing Tom that. Sharp- <laughs> I remember Tom Sharpling did this for the yeah. WFMU. He was promising this package of stuff for for people who supported it. Like three years in, he was still promising the same, like a like a 2014 yeah. pledge drive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we won't be doing that. Um. The always cheating Super League though, Brandon. I do want to read out the top ten here. So in tenth is Adam O'Brien. In ninth is Sveinig Arneson. In eighth is Graham McBlain. Seventh, Michael Slagter. Sixth is Rob Duncan. Fifth is Robert Nilsson. Uh, fourth, I was going to make a Harry Nilsson joke, but I couldn't get anything before. to say there. Yeah, just <laughs> let's insert Harry, insert your own Harry Nilsson reference there, Brandon. Uh, in fourth is Tom Apadale, or perhaps Apadale. Uh, in third is Mark Jordan. In second is Sikirte. And Brandon, we have a new hmm. manager in first place. Yes. Semi-enders Mark Bleakley is in first. 83 points this week. Congratulations to Mark. Mark Bleakley sounds like a very British name, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a name from like the original office, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an East Ender. I guess he's the semi Ender, but uh, anything with yeah. the word bleak in it, uh, it does remind <laughs> me of maybe a, <laughs> living it. in the Midlands yeah. or something. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Brandon, that's it. Let's take a break. We're going to get into our midseason report card right after this. All right, Brandon, we're back. It's our FPL midseason check-in. Thoughts on all 20 clubs. We're going to go alphabetically, kick things off with AFC Bournemouth. And what we're going to do is just, we have just some general thoughts. We have some players uh, noted that we want to chat a little bit about. Sometimes we can talk about the players that, that are not popping up on our little list, which I think is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Raheem Sterling. Uh, but let's kick things off with, with, with Bournemouth. It is, well, first of all, the th- first, of the, <laughs> the first takeaway I had was... 
everyone in that squad is injured right now. Like what? What's how? What are they gonna do? This is like yeah. a this is a disaster. Yeah, more <laughs> more flags than I don't know. What has a lot of flags? Like the circus uh, on this uh, sure. team team page. And yeah. I, I look at I look at this lineup, and Phil Billing is actually the top points getter for the season in fantasy, and it is just deja vu with Huddersfield mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah, that was when I was first introduced to. Uh, yep. the, the maestro that is Phil Billing. And uh, I think he's going to suffer the same fate. I feel like if you go back two to three months, we were all saying, wow, Bournemouth actually might not get relegated. They're yeah. not bad. When O'Neill kind of took over as interim manager, they had a good run of results. And um, let's just yep. pretend we never said that because they look destined well, for the drop at this point. It's, right? B- Bournemouth and Leicester are the two clubs that really the, the, the World Cup break came at the worst time. Yeah. Leicester were unstoppable defensively. It seems hard to believe now, but Brendan, it really was true. I think that's why I went with Ward over Keppo, which a uh, moment of great foolishness on my part. That's an eight point swing right there, baby. That's yeah. a, that was a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's a big um, one. But yeah, Dominic Solanke was, uh, I, I actually owned him for the last game week before, for the break. Um, and, uh, he's, he's missed the last, um, the last couple now with, did with you enjoy owning and, him? Was that fun? Well, um, yeah, he replaced, I think at zero from Mitro. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, or maybe a, I don't know what, whatever it was for Mitro. Um, and so, yeah, I'll take, I'll take an, I'll take an extra three points. That all, mm-hmm. that all adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's it, really not a lot to say about Bournemouth. Unfortunately, again, we want to keep this on the, uh, the FPL perspective. And I think if, if we let too much non-FPL stuff go in, this, that's when this podcast turns into a four hour <laughs> well, uh, yeah. block, but I, then I think I, it I think is all I, about Solanke, yeah. right? Because I think there yep. is a band of uh, forwards where yep. we are looking in that five to six million range for our third forward. Yeah. I, we haven't solved that third forward problem yet. Uh, I, I guess Enketia is probably the the current answer, but yeah, based based on what we know about Bournemouth and this midseason report card, is uh, don't go to Solanke. Or uh, his his Welsh counterpart. I'm I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Kiefer, Kiefer Moore. Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anything? Any thoughts you have then on still Solanke? Just no, no thoughts on Solanke. The one player who who didn't quite crack the list, who I, I thought has played well um, at at times recently, is uh, Jaden Anthony. Uh, I, he, uh, did get a, he did get, he did score a goal in the, in the one, one draw, uh, this week with Forrest, but I, I actually thought he played pretty well. God, I think it was maybe a way to man United in game week 19. I thought he um, put in a, a decent performance in that one. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the problem is he's just, he's too expensive. You know, he came in at 5.5 million, uh, his three goals, no assists on the season. So he's, he's kind of unownable. He's down to five, two now, but, but still, um, so just, uh, there's really, I'm not even advocating for him for fantasy wise, but just he, I've given him a shout, Brandon. Yeah. And I think the one surprise is that we don't really have a, a, a keeper option here. You know, typically, um, the, on a promoted team, there's, there's like every year there's like one promoted keeper that everyone kind of flocks to. And I, I actually kind of forgot about Neto for a minute there. I, I guess he was injured for a while. Maybe that's part of it, but um, yeah, Norberto Marara, Marara Neto. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like a name keeper. right out of the uh, the Super League. Two clean sheets for Bournemouth on the season. That is awful. For a, for yeah, a, a pr- newly promoted team, you really got to focus on the defense, guys. 
Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I wonder if we're starting to see that they're not a promoted team, but you know, with leads, we're starting to see the, the nil nil today. And I'm, I'm wondering if he's, yeah, if Marsh is going to try to pull a, a Scotty Parker there, Brad, and just nil nil his way yeah. to, to staying up. Yeah. I don't know if it'll work or not. All right, let's move on to the next club. This is a club we, we certainly uh, have, we'll have more thoughts on, uh, which is Arsenal. Uh, the first thing that, that, surprised me slightly was that the uh, top point scorer for Arsenal this season is Martin Odegaard, uh, which of course he's put in a, a ton of great performances, but I just in my head, I just, you know, I mean, I, it's not like I like check this stuff out all the time, you know, and I just sort of, I just assumed that Saka would be the yeah. overall uh, points leader for Arsenal, but Odegaard is, is well ahead. He still only costs 6.9 million. So he's, he's, you know, he's very affordable. They're o- only 30% owned. He sh- really should be higher than that he, given what he's Yeah, I suspect doing. he will be higher after this break. And yeah, he's the fourth yeah. highest point scorer in the entire game. Now he's... Uh, wow. He's like, uh, let's see, 20, uh, he's less than 20 points behind Harry Kane in third. And his just results coming back from the World Cup for Odegaard is he's only blanked in that one fixture against Newcastle in game week 19. Otherwise, it's been two goals and three assists since the restart. And he would be the Arsenal player to own. I... Agree with it's you. Been painful like, having <laughs> it's been painful having Martinelli during this during this run. Yeah, I don't know exactly what to think about that. Now, I think the uh, was it was it the stats heads, the quants, who were warning us off of Martinelli coming back from the World Cup. He was sort of uh, dipping in in form, and soccer or Odegaard was the way to go. I just don't. I wasn't ready to believe that. Do we have enough information now with Saka scoring goals like he did today against United, almost scored the exact same goal twice against United? This yeah. man is in incredible form. And then, you know, yeah. we already said our piece about Odegaard. What's the case for keeping Martinelli here? Well, I guess the case for keeping Marnelli is that you wouldn't want to burn a transfer on him, right? He's still the starting left wing. He's very active. Even, even today, he was he's heavily involved. It feels like he's pressing a tiny bit right now, maybe. But, like, he's, he still has these incredible runs. I, I You know, I, I certainly am not... You know, Arsenal have a have a confirmed double game week in game week 23. So let's get through. I'm certainly not going to be mixing and matching before mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, my plan is to have one of Saka and Odegaard. Um, and I, I, I want to wait another week before I really decide what to do there. Um, and, um, and then after 23, I think then that will also be, I, I guess that'll be three more fixtures, right? Uh, to, to kind of evaluate because yeah. you'll have the two and 23. Yeah. And then from there, I think it'll be easier for me to decide what I want to do with, with Martinelli. So Trossard comes in. What did I say, Josh? Why did they buy Trossard? To yeah. play the last yep. five minutes of every game. So yep. on current yep. evidence, that's still true. But yep. Trossard was getting showered with all the praise for helping to create the winning goal. So uh, I guess that's just one to watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, don't, I, I just don't. I mean, do you see him starting over Martinelli, though? I mean... I don't see it. I I don't I don't see it. I do think that the, uh, I think the FPL community is going to be asking this question a lot over the next couple of weeks. And if it means anything, it means don't get Martinelli or Trossard. Um, It doesn't mean get one or the other. 
Um, it may yeah. just mean, oh, right, Sokka and Odegaard are clearly the guys at the moment to have. Um, and yeah. then there is Enketia, who has looked incredible filling in for Jesus. And the, yep. the concern was Jesus does so much all over the pitch for Arteta. Would Enketia be able to do that? And I see him doing all of the same pressures, pressing, dropping back to help with defense. And then right, he, he's dropping into those. He's he's pushing into those correct spaces yeah. in the attacking box and scoring the goal. So yeah. like, what more do you want? I think I I wonder if this double in game week twenty three is basically one defender, one midfielder, and then Ketia up top. Well, that's right. I, I suppose I should I should include Ketia in there because I, I still have Mitro. Mitro and Ketia is is a really easy move as well. Uh, but even just. You know, looking at it through the, the report card lens here, I, I think that you're right. I think uh, just like what an incredible. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if we have an eye going forward, I think that Enkedia is um, a, a clear option as long as we don't think that Jesus is, is kind of imminently returning, which mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, come March, certainly that'll be more of an issue. I think you can probably safely get through February, though. Um, I think what's interesting about Enkedia is it just highlights what incredible suddenly this especially when you add Trossard in too like incredible depth this squad has like a super competent backup striker uh, and depth depth at both sides i mean Saka is playing constantly right now he's kind of like the, the Kevin De Bruyne of of Arsenal but even then i think you know Vieira's looked okay when he's come on and, and played a little bit on the right side there and um in fact in, in Kedia was playing a little bit on the right hand side uh when Jesus was still in uh he he came in and i think he scored at least one goal as a as a as a late bench replacement for um for Saka so you know just a lot of depth across the board and then defensively even today we saw you know that Ben White has a really terrible match uh, get, I, I think he'll be fine long term but uh gets taken off at halftime uh they bring on um oh jeez I'm forgetting his name all Tommy Asu Tamayasu, thank you. And Tamayasu picks up an assist uh, like ten minutes after he comes on the pitch. I, I mean, that's all. That's all Saka's goal. But still, yes, I think it was. I, I was wondering what was going to happen with Rashford running at Ben White, and Ben White always looks at his best when he. Uh, I don't know. Um, doesn't have to flex against somebody like like Rashford. So uh, yeah. I, I don't think that hurts Ben White's season long term. I agree. No, I don't think so. And, and, you know, we haven't even talked about Saliba yet, who's been spectacular uh, for Arsenal. I mean, I suppose maybe he's come back to earth a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. he's so – mostly because he's, he's really never been a goal scorer at any yeah. point in his career and then picked up a couple uh, early on, you know, this season. Yeah, and, and based on what we see usually week in, week out from Saliba, it's kind of a miracle that he got the goals that he did because Gabriel is the one that – will either yeah. like push forward like uh, Rudiger used to do for Chelsea and also on set pieces. It, yep. Occasionally they'll send both Gabriel and Saliba up for a corner kick. Sometimes Saliba is the one that just sits back and minds the store because he's pretty good at just controlling and redistributing the ball. So he's uh, yeah. sometimes not even in the picture when there are dead ball situations for Arsenal. So uh, yeah, Saliba as a fantasy asset is losing his luster a little bit. I think what I need as a Saliba owner is a, a couple of clean sheets and and bonus for him to sort of uh, put yeah. the polish to back not, 
to not turn into Sven Botman, right? The, like, uh, <laughs> yep. it's incredible. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about him in a, in a second here, but his like metronomic consistency is mm-hmm. is, is kind of remarkable. Um, yeah, so the, lots to like about this Arsenal season so far, both fantasy wise and obviously in the Premier League itself. Um, Gabriel, I mean, just you just look at like kind of across the board: Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Saliba, Gabriel, White. Uh, Trossard pops onto this list just because he moved over from. From Brighton, but you know he's had an excellent season as well. Ramsdale. Um, I mean, it's probably always a good sign when your keeper's this far down the list, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, of how, how well things are, are going. And then yep. Jaka has to get thrown in there as well, just because he's as a five million man, he's on eighty points this season, which is really terrific. And I guess it's just going to keep going. It's you know, I I don't know. I thought he. It's a different Jaka than we knew before, Brandon. It is, yeah, and he gets another attacking return today uh, with the cross to Enketia. He's yeah, he, and and everyone was kind of predicting, oh, is Scott McTominay going to do the Jaka thing and get the yellow card? Yeah. He still has that reputation. He's keeping it clean, which is Arteta yeah. is really the new Jaka out there, you know, screaming like a madman on the sidelines, getting yellow cards when he really. Really, yeah. really has no need to. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. I, I honestly don't care what Arteta does, and I um, don't think people it's, need to pay too much attention to that. Let the man live. It was, it was surprising to see him get a yellow, though. I was a little. Uh, that's he, he doesn't seem like the kind of manager who would who would do that. <laughs> But let's, Brandon, we always spend too long in Arsenal when we do a midseason review. Yeah. Uh, it's rare that we have good things to say for, for years and years. It was just, we just talked about Mesut Ozil and how much I uh, wanted him to leave. And yeah. now, now th- that feels like a very, very long time ago. So uh, it's great. Um, we need to enjoy to, this season yeah. while they're all uh, priced at six yeah. to seven million because next That's season, great, uh, it's going to be a pain. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. I mean, yeah, the cheapest one is going to be Martinelli at like eight million and you're going to have Odegaard at nine, five or something. Uh, I mean, if they win the league, you're gonna, you have to give them league winner prices, right? So, um, all right. Well, let's move on to Aston Villa. Uh, not as much to say. It's really it's a, it's a three fantasy wise. It's it feels like it's kind of a a three man team here, Brandon. You have um, you have Bailey and Bailey at the top, four point five million, seventy points. Um, I can never get it right with him. You know, I Who bench can? him when he gets twelve. Started when he gets three, um, tried it this week, you know, failed. He had a couple moments. He actually created a shot, um, for, um, I think it was Ramsey who, um, who missed an easy chance. And then, and then he got the ball back ballooned and, it over and the goal. ballooned it into row, row Z. And, uh, and then you have Ali Watkins is two points behind him and scored a nice goal, essential mm-hmm. goal for, for Villa this week. And, and then, uh, and then I mean, Martinez, who is, um, maybe not, F- fantasy wise setting the world on fire hopefully he gets down to 4.5 again next year and then we can really <laughs> consider him again yeah he looked great this weekend emmy martinez pulled out a couple of great saves i like how yeah. unai emery has is like secretly like uh, pairing this squad down and like selling mm-hmm. danny ings and like unlike Steven Gerrard, trying to settle on a, a regular starting 11 so yeah Looking at Watkins and Bailey, as you just mentioned, I think you're right to flag them because at least we're starting to get a sense from Villa who's going to start week in and week out. Yeah, I think that it's uh, there's something they're more fun to watch. That's for sure. He has made them a more kind of interesting team to watch this year. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, the fact that Buendia cracks the top five is. Did you see uh, Coutinho coming out? The fact that uh, Emery is just like, yeah, Coutinho, you're you're done. Like, <laughs> you're done. Yeah, yeah, just move on. Find like go go to Real Sociedad or something. Like, we're 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 good here, bud. Yeah, that's just like left a leftover barnacle from Steven Gerrard, where he's like, let's offer this guy a a, a full contract. And you're like, ah, probably shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I the the last guy on the list here, uh, Tyrone Mings. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about him other than his 4.3 price tag. We're not there yet, but similar to what you're saying about Martinez, if Aston Villa suddenly finds some defensive solidity, then yeah. Mings is maybe interesting at 4.3, very cheap. If, well, if you decide we need to replace um, Bueno at Wolverhampton at any point. Yeah, that's true. It's you know, a future double game week, perhaps mm-hmm. that could be something. And anyway, you buy Mings for his assist threat, Brandon. Two assists so far <laughs> wow. in the season, four assists last year. Who would have thought that he'd have six, one goal and six assists the last two seasons, Brandon? I, I he should score more goals than he does. I really feel like he's he's often involved, right? I feel like he's a big these man. Corners like Mings, Mings is yeah, exactly. He's a big man. He should be getting more goals. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move on to Brentford. Again, kind of a two-man story here. I guess you could throw Ben Mee in there as well, but it's it's David Rea and Ivan Tony are the two fantasy assets that have been you know, hugely relevant. I had Rea. I got him on my, uh, I guess it was my, I think it was my game week eight wild card, and it really worked out well. Um, I, you know, I didn't bring him back um, after the wild card just because the... Uh, you know, I, I I kind of got into the Kepa thing, which which honestly has worked out really well. But uh, you know, another another clean sheet from them uh, this game week mm-hmm. and uh, uh, t- a ten pointer from Rhea. I mean, he's honestly been fine since the restart. A nine pointer in eighteen, uh, ten pointer in twenty one, uh, five five points in game week twenty. Uh, so he's been he's been fantastic. I think that I'm just so impressed with Brentford in general. They're just incredibly well coached. Um, it just seems like they're, it's like, I feel like they're a team like you would never want to play. Like if it was game week 38 and you were fighting with, with Brentford for, you know, I don't yeah. know the final relegation spot or something like that. Like you would just assume that the Brentford would, would win, right? They're just, it, yeah, just it's strong. It's a club that shows you the power of continuity and consistency. It's just like, yep. give your, your manager and his coaching staff, uh, enough control and yep. consistency. Let them ride the, the bumpy patches that will come for a smaller team like this. I mean, Fulham and and clubs like that have tried to chop and change managers. You're seeing like Everton has. It's it's not even a symptom of small clubs like big clubs like Everton. I'm just like, well, we can't yep. stop chopping, changing, firing, rehiring managers <laughs> until we get it right. Well, maybe just. Yep. I mean, Lampard is obviously not the dude, but. Um, there, there comes a time where you just, yeah, look to Brentford, see how they're doing it. See how they, they're, they're, they're a trust the science sort of club. There are, there must not be any climate change deniers at Brentford is what I'm thinking. (laughs) It's a real, you're right. It is a real trust the science. And, and, uh, the Ivan Tony, I mean, the thing is they, they should be fine this season, no matter what happens to Tony. They're at, they're at 30 points. Uh, they're, they have, um, Honestly, given given who's at the bottom of the table, I, I, it's just hard to imagine Brentford being any trouble. Even if Ivan Tony ultimately does, I mean, he's he, Ivan has you know Ivan. Uh, I know him well enough to call him Ivan. Brandon. He, <laughs> but you know, you, you met each other in at the yeah. blackjack table, perhaps. I, I wish it had only been like two bets. It, it's it's a bummer that it was hundreds of bets. Uh, hundreds it makes it a little <laughs> bit trickier. It, it, 
Of course, it's all kind of dumb anyway, because their betting is, is this gigantic part of the game that's completely accepted. Except, but of course, of course, we can't have players. Do you uh, think Pete Rose on. should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, I, I do, because I think the Hall of Fame should be um, a should tell the story of baseball. And mm-hmm. it should not be a, um, a kind of morality tale. Like, I think Shoeless Joe Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame as well, right? Like, it's sort mm-hmm. of, you know. But that's, I could do 30 minutes on this, <laughs> okay. Brandon. We should do. That's uh, the Patreon Josh pod Landon. that we owe our, yeah, our exactly. the, P- the Pete Rose little, Baseball Hall of Fame pod. I like Posnansky that. So I like that. Here. Ivan Tony does tell the story of, of Premier League football this season. And, I mean, he was disgusted watching that match that he <laughs> and Brentford failed to score. So um, fair play to them. And I think, you know, I, I think as we just said on the last podcast, I think that this gambling stuff probably gets swept under the carpet till the end of the season. And yep. who knows what happens then. But Tony, I I think he's he's definitely worth our thoughts. Yeah, and... <laughs> Do you think you think it's you think it'll go through the end of the season? You think that he'll just he'll hang around um, all year? I don't know. I don't. How long does this stuff take? I have no idea. It's, yeah. So he had until January fourth to respond to the allegations. I don't think we've really heard much even since then. Yeah. And appeals processes can certainly be dragged out, much in the same way that Newcastle will time waste. I'm sure all the the lawyers at Brentford FC can can do yeah. similar things in in the courtroom. Uh, what yeah. an elegant turn of phrase I, I pulled out there. <laughs> um, I think but, it will. Yeah. I, I genuinely, knowing nothing as I do, I think it will probably, uh, we'll come back yeah. to it over the summer. And regardless, if the point of this pod is to is to look back at the story of the season so far, four double-digit matches for, for Tony, um, a 17-pointer game week five or game week six, um, 13 goals, three assists, 20 bonus points on the season. Uh, really remarkable. Uh, only 7.7 million too. So, um, yeah, a, obviously a terrific season for him and, uh, the defense, Reyes, Reyes really dominated. It feels like the bonus points too. I, I was kind of looking at Brentford defenders this last weekend as I was like trying to fix my Kinsello problem. Yeah, and yeah. I, I ultimately just decided to sit on my hands for one more week as the, the impending double, but um, I, yeah, obviously, and I'm glad I didn't bring him in yet a defender or, you know, or whatever I might've done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that maybe, I guess Ben Mee is maybe the one who's, um, just sort of quietly yeah. slotted into that Brentford defense. And Mings been, needs been to fun. get, Mings needs to get Ben Mee on the phone to ask him how he's scoring more than one goal a season. Yeah, exactly, me, me could give him a exactly. lesson. I, I think the final note would be Wissa and, and Bomo who are always flirting with our thoughts in fantasy, were Tony to ever get out of the way, uh, I mean, yep. Wissa was Wissa was this close to yep. um, being a part of our fantasy plans, but just like there's there's you know, there's no room to own more than one Brentford attacking or mid uh, forward or midfielder. That's true. Maybe if we get an out of position Wissa at some point, Brennan, that's that's a conversation you and I can have on this very. I look forward to it. Podcast. So Brighton pops up now, <laughs> and the thing about Brighton is when you look at their. Um, and we're just sort of using total point scores as kind of a starting point here, just to kind of t- sort of tell the story about these these um, the teams so far. But Brighton is kind of a different team now than they were. Uh, obviously, we we don't have Trosser any longer. Uh, and the two players who don't pop up on this this little list that I pulled are Matoma 
and Ferguson. And those were the two star player or Patterson, excuse me, not Ferguson. Uh, the, the two that, or was it Ferguson? Fer- it oh is my Ferguson. God. It is yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, thank you. I had it right the first time and I got, I got in my Trust head. Trust yourself. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Matoma's been spectacular. Uh, kind of, I, mean, I, I thought he had maybe come on, um, I thought he had like maybe, uh, he was injured at the start of the season. He's actually been playing, he's gotten minutes going back to game week two, but it's, it's really since the restart that he has been an absolute fire. He has mm-hmm. uh, seven points, eight points, six points, and 10 points in the last four matches. Only cost five million, um, has which is actually his original starting uh, uh, price. So, um, you know, kind of a player that I think everyone is really looking at right now as a, as a kind of the an enabler. And they have two, they have two uh, doubles to make up as well: away to Bournemouth and home to Palace. So, fantastic doubles that will eventually get made up. And he's only five million. It just kind of like hits every single note, right? Like it's sort of uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. It's interesting. The Graham Potter version of Brighton was really good, but we were having to consider more expensive fantasy assets and yep. and Trossard and the like. And now that it's Deserby's team, it's like he's he's a fantasy manager looking to make a deal, and he's bringing all of these cheaper yep. options to the fore. Astupanon, who got the two assists this weekend, Purvis, as you like to call him, Josh. He's four point yep. five, and he's favored. To, he's been. He's started every match since game week fourteen. I think yep. uh, if you're looking for a Brighton, or if you're looking to replace a Cancelo uh, or, or any 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 bum player in your defense, I think a Stupinon is great. And to look just look forward, Brighton are just getting going after the World Cup restart because they just have this incredible run of fixtures to come. Bournemouth at home in game week twenty two. Followed by yep. Palace, Fulham, Newcastle, West Ham Leeds. It's, it's they probably have the best fixture run of any team looking ahead. Yeah, I guess I could have. I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you know when you have a bad game week and you start looking at every possible transfer yeah. you could have made. I I don't know. It didn't really make any sense, but I, I could have gone Matoma. I guess I don't really know. Uh, but they, yeah, they, there's 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 something. I, I think that they're. Um, we have to look at them with fresh eyes, like like you said. I think that when it comes to our transfer decisions over the next few weeks, we have to kind of think of them. We have to kind of undo that Potter-based. Yeah. We have to get rid of the Potter players, Brandon. Just put them put them away. I want a patented Josh Landon hot take. Okay. Tell me why Matoma and not Solly March. Now let's let's pull let's pull up the results. Now we we looked at what Matoma did since the restart. He only blanked in, in yeah. game week seventeen. Solly March has four goals and two assists since the restart. Yeah. This, this boy is on fire. Yeah, I just can't believe it. I, he's never he's never done it, right? I mean, last, last year, zero goals, two assists. The year before that, two goals, two assists. The year before that, zero goals, one assist. Uh, it's just, I, I think, I think it's a it's a it's a little kind of um, a little bit like Almiron. You know, it's a little like a little bit of a hot patch, and I, I, I'm not saying it's not backed up. I mean, I, you and I watched that Liverpool match together. He was terrific in that one, yeah. but um, I just, I, I, maybe, maybe it's just Matoma's like the exciting new thing, and that's just that's just more fun. I don't know, but Sully March, I can't get, I can't, I can't get excited about bringing him in. Yeah, I think Mat- Matoma is just. He he draws you in as a spectator because his gift is dribbling and beating players, and Solly March's game is so much less appealing in that he's just popping up in all the right yep. places. And yep. 
it's true. He's finishing uh, those moments that he's getting right now. How much longer can it last? I don't think Matoma is going to stop beating players on the dribble anytime soon. So I'm with you. I'm team Matoma here. Yeah, we're all, we're all okay. So we're all on the Matoma train. Uh, let's move on though, Brandon. Let's uh, let's move on to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another interesting. So Sterling actually, I you know I, I sold him short, Brendan. I didn't think he cracked my little list. And Sterling is there, fifth, fifth on points so far for Chelsea this season. Uh, basically, every I, I suppose Kepa, if he had played the entire season, would be. And remember, we talked earlier about how when your keeper is like ten <laughs> down, that's a sign yeah. of yeah, how yeah, your yeah. season's uh-huh. cut so far. Uh-huh. Kepa, Kepa is like number the number one player to own from this team with with a bullet. Um, Mount has had some moments. I had Mount at the start of the season. I was convinced that um, that they were going to start really hot. They had a really great run of fixtures, to, and it was just hugely disappointing. Um, Tiago Silva, who everyone just keeps thinking is eventually going to like just. I don't even know, like just fall over and, and, and die because he's in his late thirties, you know, but he's still spectacular. still, um, racking up the points. He's, he's third overall on points for Chelsea this season. Uh, Kai Havertz, Raheem Sterling. It's just not a fun team to, I I mean, I know you said like the, the turnaround might be starting. Maybe the Liverpool match was, was a good sign, but I think fantasy wise, I'm really kind of, outside of Kappa, I'm just in the kind of avoid Chelsea zone right now. Oh, yeah. Well, the turnaround will start when they, yeah, as they bring in a whole fresh batch of players. So to right. look to right. look at the first 20 game weeks for Chelsea, I 100% agree. This is, uh, um, you know, delete from your hard drive sort of situation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. mount yeah. three goals and four assists is just appalling. There's not a single yeah. Chelsea player who appears on the, this is this is scoreboard podcasting right here, but there's not a single Chelsea player appears on the first FPL scoring page. They've just done nothing attacking-wise or defensively. I think yeah. it's interesting that Tuchel would not and would not start Keppa and couldn't get anything out of him. Uh, I think Keppa's, well, I don't know. I, there's, this is not really an interesting discussion or one that I know anything about. I just think it's been an interesting transition from Potter where he's figuring, he's not figuring everything out, but he's figuring some of the things out. Okay. He's getting a song out of Keppa to a degree, yeah. <laughs> but he still doesn't know what his best fullbacks are. And the rest of the yep. team is a mess. So, um, um, but back to my continuity argument, I do hope Chelsea stick with Potter. I think that, um, you know, he's kind of like an Arteta light if Chelsea are able to stick with him for a couple of seasons and let him sort of see out his project and just kind of curious, honestly. Will they do that though? I don't know. It seems almost hard to believe that they'll actually let that happen. I worry that they're just going to kind of give him a uh, that he's i don't know i mean most clubs are like this these days right you're you're always like a, a three match run of losses away from yeah. from getting sacked so yeah. and, um, and arsenal yeah, was we'll see. able to see what life was like without the champions league after wenger for a couple of seasons and um they realized to get it back they had to uh they had to bring in a, a bigger project under Arteta, and now they're on the cusp of getting back into the Champions League. Chelsea, yep. I think you're right. They might still be not far enough removed from the Champions League to give up on that dream, give up on that income. Yeah, that's true. And they're into the round. You know, well, let's see what he does in the round of 16, too, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're through there, so we'll see what 
we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Crystal Palace, kind of the same as it ever was with them. You know, I mean, Michael Elise has had a nice little run, scored a great goal last week. Um, Will Zaha is Will Zaha. Has his moments. Uh, he's on Josh's ban list in fantasy. We'll not be owning him again. Yep. Uh, Eze has been fine. I was really into the project last year. I was really excited about where pals were going. I would say it doesn't feel like they've kind of pushed on from last year. Maybe, maybe that wasn't always like a little too ambitious to think they'd push on, but it feels like it's stalled out just a little bit, the, the project. Yeah, maybe. I, I am feeling a little bit more, um, I guess, optimistic about Vieira and Palace, where to take a club where they were uh, and mm-hmm. playing the kind of football they were under Hodgson, it's going to take probably a couple seasons to work out all the kinks so yeah wouldn't it wouldn't it seem clear that a moment like this like a a dip in form and results was going to come under Patrick Vieira and now the challenge is can they can they get out of it and it I think they I believe they can Maybe it's just the fantasy part of it that I'm that I'm yeah. I think you're probably True. right. Overall, the club, I, I think that I think I think you're right. I think I think they're moving in the right direction. But just fantasy wise, I feel like I haven't really had a lot to give me. Maybe maybe it's like there's too many holdover players still too many IUs too like and again, I'm just talking fantasy mm-hmm. here. But there's just like too many players that we've all owned for a, 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 it's like Solly March, you know, it's like you, when you've owned these players at various times in the last six years, it's just hard to get excited about having them again. And, and, yep. you know, you sort of want, you want those Matomas and, and uh, so maybe, maybe at least we'll do that. But I mean, I, it's hard to say, I mean, at least did come off the bench this week. I, I, I assume that's just because of, I don't know who even knows why, right? I'm not a big enough palace. I'm not, I'm not a palace supporter. So I'm not sure what the, what the rationale was there, but it feels like maybe he's, he's one to watch. I don't know. He, as they obviously too. Yeah. I think we really enjoy watching their attacking players more, but you look at like Guaita was the star of the Newcastle match, getting a 10 pointer. You do wonder if there is something in this crystal palace defense for uh for our fantasy budgets i feel like there are probably too many other options for us to consider but i mean great to see our american friend uh chris uh richards getting getting two starts while joachim anderson is out injured so you know just for the the stars and stripes rooting interests alone maybe maybe think about that. that's true it's a lot of a lot of clean sheets for americans brandon Uh, leads we'll we'll count those clean sheets for aaron and uh Tyler Adams and Reem too. That's true. We'll see what Reem does tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about him in just a moment here, Brandon. Guys, did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on golden auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sports and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for those high ticket items. Golden's new always-on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience, and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade, or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Good idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, Collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50% off marketplace fees before February 17th. So head over to golden.co to get started. 
That's golden.co, G-O-L-D-I-N dot C-O. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Everton, I, I considered submitting uh, zero players here. Uh, I, I was actually, I was a little surprised that Owobi has edged Gray for overall points this season. Uh, I guess he had a, like a tiny little run there, but I think we can just kind of um, move on here with Everton. It's, Is there anything you want to talk about here? Uh, it's just not, not, like not a lot of fun. Not fun <laughs> large, for the large scale yeah. disappointment. Um, yeah, Roger Bennett from Men and Blazers. If you're out there listening, please just stop like whining uh, he, he acts like he acts like Everton are the only club to have gone through something like this and I don't know, fan base so like give it give it a rest buddy okay I don't I had to get that I, off I, my I, chest I, I, yeah no fair enough yeah it, it's true it, it is they they need to I mean Lamp, the fact that Lampard is still there seems pr- like a problem but I don't know um but the Everton supporters already know all this stuff and so we don't need to rehash it fantasy wise they're they've been unownable um you know uh, all season so uh, that that will continue probably for the entire fantasy season. I can't imagine owning a fan and a, a Fulham player or an Everton player. I should say, I'm already looking ahead to Fulham bread and the next team. I don't know. Let's just move on to Fulham. Be a little more positive here. Ah, Mitro just a real up and down. I, I, I you know, it, it just, there's a lot of luck to, to, to this, to this, this, you know, the, the, the game of, the game of low stakes betting on outcomes <laughs> and ma- you know, whatever you, whatever we yeah. call fans, like just, I've had two moments in the last couple of weeks where I had Mitro and he had the ball and he was taking a late pen and he probably would have had nine points in both cases. And the, the first case, he just, you know, you know, gets it saved. Not a great pen. Second one, uh, double hits it. Both cases, he ends up with zero points in those matches. Eight, basically, an eighteen-point swing uh, there for Mitro, and uh, you get the yellow card, which suspends him for the second half of the double game week. He was also one for three bonus in that match as well, and he ended up with a five-pointer in that one. So <laughs> that's another massive swing, especially when you consider potential returns for the the second match in that in that double. So it's been a frustrating moment for him. He has been awesome for Fulham, um, yeah. but just fantasy-wise, it's been it's been tough. Yeah, to, for him to have eleven goals already is 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 amazing and great. If you're yep. like if if you're hoping that Fulham does well, but when we what we just said about Ivan Tony, it's like imagine having Mitrovic, but he 
never misses a penalty. That's kind of what you get <laughs> yeah. with Ivan Tony. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to, uh, based on what we've seen during the first 20 game weeks, I agree. I think it's hard to make a case that Metro is is in your starting three forwards at the moment. I, I, yeah. I think the... Um, the big standout is Andreas Pereira from a fantasy per perspective because he was identified before game week one, before the season even began. as like, hey, we think that this 4.5 mid is going to start in an advanced role and be very active. And he has yep. been. And he is yep. Yep. He's really delivered on fantasy points. He's, yeah. he's got two goals and two seven goals. assists. Yep. yep. So I think the only issue with Andreas Pereira is now there's a lot of competition for, you know, fourth and fifth midfielder spots like <clears throat> Matoma, who we were talking about. And, and even if you want to try and, um, you know, just squeeze two Arsenal midfielders, um, I don't know, do something, <clears throat> do something crazy and high budget in the midfield. But uh, Pereira, uh, standout. Stand out, and then defense has been pretty solid. Leno's been solid. Um, Tim Ream, we talked about him briefly earlier. Uh, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's been a much. Yeah, you know, I, I talked about wanting something new. It's always just fun every season to have something new and, and fun. It's how I felt like when the Wolves first season, I was really into the the Wolves project, and this year I just think that Fulham are the team that are that are, that have just brought something. new. It's funny because this is their third promoted season in five years but this is the first time where it feels like they really have you have something going right now and yeah. even someone like reed uh, uh dick over reed just uh, kind of being sort of connective tissue and yeah. it's just it's just, you know it's, it's just a really uh fun fun team and i think mitro will have his moments in fantasy it's he's not like it's not it's not a full-on troll thing or whatever but it's a it's it's certainly a very unlucky run with him and uh, i hope I, I don't think that'll last i think he ends up the season with between 15 and 20 goals uh certainly it is wild to see, like, usually when teams uh, go up and down as frequently as Fulham, you just, like, the team just gets totally overhauled. But yeah. there's still, like you said, connective tissue from, you know, Tom Carney and Cabano and um, and Mitro and the like. Yeah. Marco Silva is hopefully on course to do what Thomas Frank is doing at Brentford and just really make a... Um, create a true, like, understanding that can last for... for many many seasons at fulham so i'm yep. all for it and they are like fulham are i'll call it right now we're not even halfway through this table josh uh and yep. fulham are the budget pick of the first half of the season Ooh, brandon's budget pick i like it all right let's do two more clubs brandon they'll take a quick break i think we can go through these both fairly quickly uh leads it's it's rodrigo and everybody else really i got some flack earlier this season for talking about the uh, overpriced midfielders for for Leeds. And outside of Rodrigo, I was correct. Harrison has been pointless in fantasy. Aronson has been, I'm sad to say it. He disappeared. Uh, he's been even worse. Yeah, he, he does. He's just, yeah, yeah. I, he's healthy. It's, it's, it's I know. I, I don't know if the World Cup kind of took a little bit of the sting out of his tail, but he he was just motoring around the field, Brendan Aronson was, for you know pre-World Cup and yeah. Now it seems less so. Um, I yeah. do. I'm, I'm into non-fantasy wise. Just the reputation that Tyler Adams is quickly building as being like the easiest guy in the Premier League to piss off. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you want to see that if you're a lead supporter, you want to see um, that that passion. But he's getting ninety every every. I mean, you know, as long as he's when he's not suspended, he's getting ninety every match. So yeah, but Good it is. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. It is 
impossible to own any of these guys in fantasy. Yeah. Rodrigo will at least get like a, a passing glance, assuming this double game week comes to pass. Um, he's only 6.4 million. Uh, that double does include a forest away match. Uh, so there's certainly something there. Uh, and he's been, he has been uh, terrific, but I don't know. I, I think I, this, this might be a case where a team has a double and I just, I just kind of ignore the, the whole squad. I certainly wouldn't consider anyone on the, on the defense. Although my boy and your anti boy, Luke Ayling has, uh, has, has had some nice performances recently. So, uh, good on, good on <laughs> Luke. All right. Let's You'll do, have to let's send me the, uh, the, yeah. the super cut of all the great things I will. that he's been I'm, doing. I've been editing it together the last couple of months. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the final, final club before we take a quick break is, uh, Lester, Again, you know, it's it's a it's a sign of where we are with Leicester as a club. I, I was I was curious. I was like, God, how how could Madison be the top points getter so far for for Leicester this season? Uh, he has literally one point in the last five matches, and that he is still top top for for Leicester. It is just every. I don't know. I mean, you know, you talk about continuity. This is this is the flip side. I mean, they're sticking it out with Rodgers. I personally happen to think that's probably the right move uh, yeah. because uh, I, he is a good manager, and I, I just you know, I think sometimes you just have to kind of kind of wait it out a little bit and wait for the project to to reset a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. Vardy is is it bring it genuinely brings me no joy to to say that the Vardy is done. He's really he's basically since since they came up, he was one of my favorite players to watch in the Premier League. I absolutely love everything about him honestly um and it's just such a shame all to, on and off to, the field <laughs> every yeah exactly on and off the field well, you would you'd want to party with vardy right like that's a you'd be a I, fool that was to not say even no. a vardy party <laughs> pun yeah exactly but yeah uh yeah you'd be a fool to say now so i think that um yeah madison barnes castania war i mean you know ward had his little like his little run his little run right before the world cup and <laughs> And and that's it. I think you said before that Dewsbury Hall he only scores great goals. He's one of those fantasy players yeah. where mm-hmm. he'll score three on the season, and every single one of them will be an absolute. It's kind of like Rodrigo, you know. Uh, yeah. He'll score three goals, and every one will yeah. be an absolute belter. I'm thinking of like Ruben out. Neves on Wolves as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Neves, yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, yeah, Dewsbury Hall. Uh, Harvey Barnes is is trying to work his way back into He's our trying. our hearts, but it's I I, I think fail. the. The, the issue with Leicester is, is it's amplified by their defense. It's just complete chaos in terms of performances and results. Yes. I don't want to invest in teams where I really have no idea what's going to turn up week in, week out. No, I, I, feel, I feel the same way. I just think that it's not... Uh, uh, it's, it's, I mean, you know, there's just so many clubs right now who fall into that category. Uh, Everton, Leeds, Palace, Leicester. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feels like in most seasons you have kind of one player in all these clubs, right? Mm-hmm. So like, ah, the whole team's kind of not doing anything, but yeah, Damari Gray might be worth having for a little run or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just, they're, you're not seeing those like talismans, uh, yeah. in, in some of these clubs this year. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. And then, uh, we've got some heavy hitters to talk about in the second half of this, uh, this week's podcast. Better we're back. Part two. We're kicking things off with a bang. Mo Salah, most expensive player in the game. Has he has he lived up to his billion, Brennan, as the uh, the greatest player in fantasy? <laughs> it's a simple question with a simple answer, and uh, 
It pains me to say that if you were to go back when when Salah first joined Liverpool from Roma, and my my famous last words were, Mo Salah will be wildly uh, uh, inessential <laughs> in FPL. Yeah, I like, was I was very wrong for a couple of seasons. First and, five years, yeah, but now in year in year six, you're proven correct. Right? Finally, I'm right. Finally, I'm right. Yeah. I, I and and you thought we were going to be you know back to the same again, kicking off game week one, goal and an assist, uh, yep. two bonus, yep. and yep. it has just kind of been a steady decline ever since. And I don't want to blame Mo Salah. There is something wicked at that club right now. I don't know if anybody knows exactly what it is. I think we're past the point of blaming injuries for problems at at Liverpool. Um, Losing Sadio Mane is probably the thing. It's just, it's interesting to me because, I mean, I think it's a big thing, but I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because I just saw the new, like the game week 22, you know, Mikkel, Mikkel Tockman, you know, some of these... Mm -hmm. One of the guys that scrubbed, he just posted the chart, and Mosal is still number two, uh, and like the on the on the to buy list, and I'm just like, how much are they still weighing historical data here? Because <laughs> Mosal has been bad for a full year, like mm-hmm. almost like like an entire calendar year, January to January, and you and I have been sucked in many times mm-hmm. over that over that year. I probably owned him for the majority of of the, the of those Premier League game weeks from January last year through, you know, whatever he got back from the African Cup of Nations. We both um, bought him a post-World yeah. Cup game week 17. He was in on both of our teams. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so we're, I think, I think I'm done for now, but I will probably change my mind. This is not, this is not like a Lester thing where I'm just, you know, I, I will, I will trust again with, I mean, he has a five-year <laughs> track record of, of excellence. And so if, if he and Gakpo and if Luis Diaz gets back, I think, um, I think that things could reset a little bit. I mean, the player that, that I'm curious what you think about now, Brandon, cause you, you, you did keep the faith with him for a while was, was Darwin. And uh, what what to say about Darwin so far, halfway through the year? <laughs> I mean, uh, FPL wise, it's it's simpler. Right? I, I had guess, this but, yeah. I had this moment uh, in that Chelsea match. I had Kepa in goal, and I I I didn't think that that clean sheet was going to come through, even like sixty minutes in. And then at some point, Darwin Nunez comes off the bench, and I had this chill go down my spine. I was like. <laughs> Oh Darwin! Oh no! Is it going to be? Is he going to wipe out my my Kepa clean sheet? So uh, apparently, I still have something in my lodged in my brain that makes me think that he can score goals. But sure enough, he had like one moment, and it was a moment of him um, just yeah. like the attack falling apart. It's unfortunate. I I will stick to my guns with Darwin to to um to a degree i think there is a yeah. great attacking player in there i don't think anybody sure, like of course, fully of course. fully doubts that but yeah, yeah he's just like insanely un- unownable in in fantasy <laughs> yeah, that's true i i think he's an interesting player if he's it's like if if he came through the liverpool academy and uh, broke into the first team and he's priced at 5.56 then i'd be willing to maybe sit through a couple of weeks of his shenanigans but his price tag is is just beyond what he's delivering yeah. so it is uh, it is unfortunate because what we lost in mane and firmino is kind of just um uh, like dust in the wind at, at this point we they've not been able to replace with gagpo and darwin no, and I was trying to see if, if there's any Firmino news. You know, he's been injured for 
I mean, it's just kind of crazier. We didn't even mention Diego Jota, who is yeah. who was awesome last year. And so this this team has been so banged up and, and so bit by the injury bug that I, I think unless these guys just have to be in the Champions League next year and, and, and we get like a full on exodus, then I think um, then you could see a restart. I mean, there's, there's like a long history of great clubs that don't have the Champions League yeah. to, to kind of worry about coming back and bouncing back the next year. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens with Liverpool. Uh, Man City are, are an interesting story fantasy-wise this year. Obviously, Erlen Holland is, in many ways, the story of the season. He is the story of the season to such a degree that it's it's almost overwhelmed all other stories. I mean, it's every, the, the problem is everyone everyone got onto the story. Mo, he's a Erlen Marvel Holland's, movie, or he's like the yeah. Marvel movie cinematic universe. Like, we all see these movies, yeah. and now we're kind of just like, when a new one comes out, you're sort of like, Sure, I'll see it. I'm not going to talk gonna about go. it or tweet yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that's that's so true. I, I saw like the Doctor Strange movie, and I was like, I enjoyed it. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it, but you know, um, the uh, uh, but but Holland. I mean, he scored a hat trick today. I had him captain, so I got you know whatever it was, 34 points from him. It was it was irrelevant. And in fact, the 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 third goal that he scored, I lost points. You know, he I got a hat trick against, and I lost points Mara's because assist. because Mara's, Supply the assist, and that's just—it's just a wild spot to be in where uh, you can get a hat trick from your captain, and it do, your rank doesn't move. And you know, it's just crazy. And at some point, it's like you know, there's like there's a part of you that's like, well, you, you know, you should still celebrate the goals because like they're your team, or whatever. But I'm like, I do have a brain, you know. It's like I do, like, I do like understand that this doesn't actually help me at all. Like this is like it is a game, you know, and it's like it's weird. Like it's like, I doesn't mean I can't appreciate how awesome he is, but like fantasy wise, it he's like irrelevant, you know. It's it's so weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to to take that a little further, you know, the the that balance you mentioned at the start of the pod of of the fantasy game is is meant to augment your appreciation of the real game because right. we're fans. Right. But right. Right. for those of us who've played fantasy, well, I, even if you've played fantasy for one week, that feeling, that charge you get when your your fantasy team is doing as well as your enjoyment of the real game. Like Aguero right. is a perfect example of this. Yep. Yep. Where you're just like, man, this game is great. City is flying. Also, I have yeah. triple captain Aguero, and he just banged his fourth goal. Yeah. That is yep. an electric charge that keeps people totally addicted to FPL. So yep. that's that's kind of what you're talking about with Holland, where um, mm. there, uh, even with Aguero, just, there were, I, f- I feel like it was rare, there were weeks where it was as... Um, What's the word? Just like it, it didn't make a noise when he scored a hat trick. Yeah, there was always somebody get, else, like a Luis Suarez, uh, yeah. who you could captain. Yeah, and Harry Kane, mm-hmm, who has, right. has been awesome this year, but not not quite as explosive. And um, yeah, it's just. I mean, it makes me wonder if they're, if they're going to actually have to change the game. I I don't really mind that the captaincy doesn't matter this year, but. Um, I mean, you know, I guess my, my actual, my thought this, this week, having not triple captained him last week was incredible relief given how easy it is for him to score a hat trick that he didn't do it the week that we, the fact that, <laughs> right, we got, yes. the fact that he only scored eight points, uh, across two oh, game weeks yeah. is in hindsight, a miracle. Wow. I had that, I had that feeling going into the Wolves match where I had to remind myself like, Oh, 
it's okay if yeah. if Holland the does something over. in this yeah. his match. It's, yeah. it's um, yeah, exactly. I'm not at a disadvantage if he does anything the way I was yeah. when he was triple capped by everybody else. It's crazy. I yeah. know. So, so it's just a weird, you know, but ev- everyone else is kind of having a bad season, honestly. Uh, De Bruyne is, is okay, but not essential in fantasy, mm-hmm. um, has not played very well. Maris has been fine. Foden is done. Cancelo is done. Ederson is overpriced. Bernardo's irrelevant. Gundo's irrelevant. The defense has, there's like nine center backs and they all rotate. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like, it's like, still, yeah. it's still happening yeah. on our, uh, bless our patrons on the discord. They're still asking like, okay, so I've gone through Cancelo, Walker and Ake. Yeah, um, who, yeah. Who's, who, who's, yeah. who's the one that's not prone to rotation that I can get? And I'm just like, don't get any of them. Get out no. while you still can. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could get Ederson, but I don't really see the point, you know, because uh, especially if especially they're not going to count as assists, Brandon. You know, if you if you had the like assist threat from Ederson, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but they're always going to claim that, that that was like a, a clearance or something. So um, anyway, so just just a weird. Uh, I would say Man City actually are one of the weirdest FPL teams this yeah. season because outside of Holland, you actually can can really get by without having any other players. Um, Man United. You know, a real turnaround here, obviously. Um, Rashford is incredible. The fact that he's only 7.1 is probably, probably speaks to like people who've like just dropped out of playing FPL or something because his price yeah. should be <laughs> like 9 million. You know, even though he started at 6.5, like he should be um, incredibly, his price should be, I, I do feel like price rises are happening more slowly. And I, I don't know if that's like a sign of engagement or what, but um yeah, he's been awesome. He's up to 47% owned. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I the, and this will save this for next week's pod because there's no game this weekend. But the question now for you and I both is, uh, do you triple captain Rashford for 22 or Holland for 23? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, a strong case for, for either one. I will probably go Holland after today's match. I just feel like it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy for him to score a hat trick. And I, I think that and Arsenal are not so strong defensively that I couldn't see him scoring some some goals uh, in that one. Right. What you saw with City versus Wolves was just a systematic breakdown of of the opposition by City and yeah. One goal begets another, begets another. And yeah. that is something yeah. that is unique to Holland and Manchester City. Yeah. Whereas yeah. basically every other team, it's, 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 they can't, can't quite. Arsenal is getting close, um, just, yep. just blowing teams away with their, their skill. But that's, that's definitely Kane's problem and why he's not getting multiple goals in multiple games is, is the team is... Um, yeah. uh, just can't bury the the opponents. Um, no, I'm, I'm speaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Is yeah. So so outside outside of Rashford, who's been awesome, we talked about him a lot on, on recent pods. Um, I uh, you know, you and I both both brought him in on the reset, and he's been um absolute gold. Um, just absolutely incredible. Bruno has been a lot better. You've had him since the reset started as well. He has not maybe been as like well. Actually, he was great. He was he was the player to own. Um, for the for the double game week, so. Um, so that, that works out really well. De Gea, I think has been good. Um, Shaw has really come on of late. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, I mean, there's sort of, it's a little, it's actually really the opposite of, of, well, it's not that I shouldn't say the opposite, but just uh, unlike Man, Man, Man City, there are really are quite a, quite a number of different players to consider for, for Man United. If they, you know, for their double in 22, 
I really have to decide what I'm going to do there because they, it's it's palace and it, assuming that it happens, right? We think there's like a 75% chance that it will. Um, it'll be palace and leads at home. So I guess I'll probably get a second defender that probably makes the most sense. Um, and so which one do you get? Do you go with, uh, do you <laughs> I go love with, you're with, saying with, this like you want me to tell you to do something. No, I'm just curious. Like if you were in my shoes, I, I think that, um, I, you know, cause they're defenders. There have been, there's, you know, it's been a little bit of, a little bit of rotation there. Um, I, you I, know, I guess, yeah, maybe it's Martinez. I, I think it is Martinez. I think the rotation yeah. has been down to just getting players back from the world cup and, and getting yeah. them back like Varane and Martinez in particular, yeah. who yeah. both played in the, the final. So, and, yeah. and they're their preferred starting center back pairing. So I think those guys are locks. I think, uh, the issue with Juan Basaka, who is just there is he makes a case for he's he's like one of the best defenders one on one, but Incredible. he is also yeah. the biggest liability in any back line where he is his lapses in concentration are beyond beyond belief. That corner the corner he needlessly can see. Yeah, it's weird because like, like needlessly can see as a corner uh, in, in the match today, like. I, I mean, loses Enketia like on Enketia's first goal, right? Totally. And then, but then, but then he has these moments where um, he like hangs with Martinelli for like the entire length yeah. of the pitch, yeah. You know, before dispossessing him. So it's it's interesting. There's a definitely a real player. I forget what team was in for him to bring him in, and then Dallow's continued injury problems had Manchester right. United r- retain him, and so that's yeah. the only that's the only issue for Juan Basaka is Dallow who is uh, currently still out with a thigh injury, and it's unclear when his return date is. Yeah. I think Martinez is, is, your third, is your third Manchester United player if you want to go for a defender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Casemiro, uh, who uh, just has, has been sneaky good in fantasy this year, um, especially if you consider that he um, looks like the first, the first four matches of the season for Man United, he didn't... Um, he just got like 10 to 30 minutes. They were just sort of getting him, getting him minutes. And then uh, since then he's got two goals, three assists. So again, not, not much, but he did also miss, uh, he missed this last match because of yellow cards. So that's really the kind of the problem with him, right? Is you get, there's the yellow cards, but I mean, sub 5 million midfielder, uh, two double digit return, um, returns and matches already this season. So you could do worse. I've got uh, two questions for you. One's silly and one's yep. not silly. The first is the silly right. question. Double game yep. week. Why not vote Veghorst? Why, why wouldn't you consider bringing him in? The second question, which is a serious question, is yep. why aren't you trying to find a way with two free transfers to get Bruno Fernandez in for the double? Yeah, I, I thought about that. I, I'm still just not like super sold on Bruno. I have to be honest. I, uh, He's been good. I, it's just, there's not a, I don't know. It's like just Bruno. It's like the way he just, it's like a walking yellow card. And he's just like, the way he complains a lot. It's like, there's just something about him. Just like this guy, like, maybe I'm just like annoyed with him a little bit still. Sounds, I don't know. Like I, way. yeah. He's not cruel. got, not like gotten a yellow personal. card since uh, game week 14. Everyone's made their peace mm-hmm. with his, his whinging. I I've noticed yeah. uh, now you have, you th- used to you used to hate it more than anybody. Well, sure. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you know, allegiances must be formed when you bring somebody yeah. into your fantasy team. Sure. I, uh, watching Bruno the last couple of matches, though, I've noticed 
it seems like it's very measured. Like he knows exactly how to approach the ref with what degree of anger and injustice and then when to walk <laughs> it back. It's like he has experienced over the last few seasons with Premier League refs, like how just how far he can take it without getting that yeah. yellow. I think part of the issue, and I, I, I forgot that I actually had thought about this a little bit already. Part of the issue is that the easiest way for me to bring in Bruno would be to uh, just go De Bruyne to Bruno, right? Just very mm-hmm. simple. Um, but the problem is that Man City double in game week 23. So I'm effectively, I'd be taking two Man City players out, which is fine with Cancelo, but annoying with De Bruyne because mm-hmm. I really want to bring in a third Arsenal player. I only have two at the, at the moment. So it kind of, that it's just easier in some ways to do, to do the Bruno, um, or I mean, I mean to do the, um, like a, a defensive, mm-hmm. defensive move. Um, and also like, I mean, the fact that you can get Martinez for 4.5 million, I think has some appeal as well, because yeah. I think that. Um, you know, you could just sort of stick him in there for, for quite a while and he'd be like a, a safe, um, stick a safe option. In. Yeah. But the, the problem is I don't know who to get for my second. Um, anyway, this, this is, this is all content for next week's pop, right? And I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's move on to Newcastle. Uh, the legend himself, Kieran Trippier, one of the all time great defensive seasons. It's really it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's, yeah. He Sh- has, Baines, yeah. Like, if you count yeah. clean sheets. He's blanked three three game weeks out of. It's incredible. It's just one it's incredible. I, I um I can't say it I without think, laughing. I think if Holland didn't, uh, if Holland wasn't in the Premier League this season, I think there would be a lot more talk about captaining Kieran Trippier mm-hmm. be, just because of his remarkable consistency. And it feels like even if they were to 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 concede, um, that he would still somehow find a way. Um, to get attacking returns because he's just he's just so involved in in, in the attack. Um, I so we talked you know Trippier is like the obvious player here, but I but just a quick note about Sven Botman who has has returned exactly six points for five consecutive matches: 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6 whatever six. Before that, the, and the only reason that was broken up is because in game week sixteen he got seven. And then before that, he got uh, a two-pointer, then six, two, seven, seven. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine clean sheets and 11 matches for a 4.5 million defender. So that is, and they play West Ham at home in, in game week 22, Brandon. So maybe, maybe ultimately I just, I just fix my defense with my, with my free transfers and, and yeah. I feel like this could be the, the most um, complex fan chant at St. James Park. You know that song, The Scat Man? Blah, bop, bop, da, 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 da. It's basically just a guy scatting for for a few minutes. And then it's like, he's the scat man. I feel like we need to do the scat man, but for Botman. And I think it would really just, it would solidify his legend amongst Newcastle supporters, the Botman. The Botman. Uh, I, he, and he looks like, he looks kind of like a, like a, like a robot too. It's like, it's kind of a, like, <laughs> he doesn't let me, look let like a scat the, man. Uh, let me see. Sven bot, bot man. Yeah. I, I see. He looks a little bit like chat, chat. G, what is it? Chat 
Chad GPT. Is that how you're supposed to say it? Yeah, yeah. Chad GPT. Yeah, yeah. he's got. Yeah, a, he's, yeah. he's like an AI created soccer player. Center, center. Yeah, exactly. Center back. Yeah. Um, but they they've been great. Almiron, of course, had this amazing run. Come back to earth a little bit, but he still looks dangerous out there. I mean, he's it, it, he's feel, it still feels like he's involved. And yeah. but this is kind of how he always looked. And I think the fact that we just had this little run where he was was hitting you know screamers and uh, it's hard to sustain screamers brandon that's just that's how the game i goes. feel like i'm used to uh i'm conditioned over the last like couple of seasons where newcastle were not this great uh they were more of a counter-attacking side and yeah. a lot of their opportunities were coming from saint maximin and Almiron just having to run for 50 yards with the ball uh, until they got yeah. to a moment where they could uh, take a goal-scoring opportunity. I think now that Newcastle is holding more of the ball, playing more in the final third, that's what's benefited yeah. players like Almiron. So, yeah, I don't think it's a total fluke. And I, I no, think the problem no. is, is, is a player like Matoma and the run that Brighton's about to go on the fear of, and, and again, this is something for a future pod, but a possible blank for Newcastle in game week 25, the fantasy, so the necessity to hold on to value and all that sort of stuff that we've been talking about with Almiron will be less so. And he will become a yeah. player in the coming weeks that you can probably drop and get back when needs must. Yeah, I think I think that's right. It's it, Yeah, it's not like... A, um uh, yeah, it's not, I mean, I mean I, it, yeah, because his price has dropped too. It's like you're like so like you you bought so low that it's mm-hmm. um it, you know it's irresistible to, to hold on to him. Um, and there's just too many doubles to to to, to be too sentimental with any of these players. What about Pope, moment. Josh? Tell me about yeah. Pope. I you know I I just think that I the price has always been hard for me. But I mean, God, I wish. Well, Get I don't a job. know. I mean, it's. I mean, you could argue that that yeah, you could argue that Keppa's a million cheaper and you get about the same. So I think a that's 10 really pointer from Keppa yeah. suddenly like Reese readjusts uh, the, the math where Keppa like since the start of the world cup, I think has averaged 6.8 points per game um, yeah. by being yeah. like bad a couple of game weeks and then outrageously good for, for a couple. So that's yep. kind of the keeper argument in a nutshell is you can argue about, um, you know, who the best options are, who are the best goalkeepers yeah. are, et cetera. It's really just going to come to these big points spikes that come along once in a while. Yeah, and I, I think that I'm, I'm done with the, with, with even trying to rotate uh, Kepa and Ward. I mean, Leicester just defensively, they're just, they're just done. Um, all right, let's let's move quickly through a couple more of these uh, teams here, Brandon. Uh, Forest. You know, I mean, it's funny that the the player that that was kind of the player, the story for for Forrest was Nico Williams, who uh, was four million, was getting some starts, didn't, nothing really, you know, clicked there. Um, Forrest, another look team at him that now. Kinda, that dropping Nico Williams has transformed their season. I mean, honestly, you you look at their last five; they've got they've got they picked up eight from fifteen. It's it's not bad. Um, and, uh, yeah, the draw this weekend. And so, I mean, they're in 13th place, Brandon. They're like, you know, they're, they're probably going to get a champions league. No, no, but like they, they, they have like, they've righted the ship to a shocking extent. I mean, I, I was, I think like, like many people, it's a little critical of them buying 40 or 50 players in the off season, but I, I suppose it's worked out. Okay. I mean, like you, you do get to mix and match a little bit if 
you. Uh, They're still buying more. Though. They, they signed Chris Wood, and I'm just like, what are they going to do with all these guys? Uh, I don't know. I, it's yeah. So uh, all right. Well, there's not there's not a lot to say there, but congrats, congrats to them for for at least being out of the relegation zone for the moment. I, I think there's a good chance they still fall back there, but let's 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 wait and see. Mm-hmm. Could uh, be a Bournemouth situation. Southampton. We're we're getting a couple a uh, couple stinkers back to back here, fan, fantasy wise, Brandon. I want any Southampton Spurs to. Here to is the team, here, Josh. Not a lot. You were yeah. asking where is the bad team that has one really good fantasy asset? This yes. is the one. Yeah, your boy Prousey. Oh true. yeah, I love I love. We were we were arguing the other day. Is it a golf swing or a cricket swing? I I think that his second goal celebration last week was a putt. And that is mm-hmm. for, is evidence in favor of golf swing celebration. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm sure people out there know um, about James Ward Prowse's hobbies, and will think that we're idiots for not. But. <laughs> yeah, had a goal chalked <laughs> off um, uh, yep. at the weekend too. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, he you're right. He, it's him and, and and really nobody else. I'm actually surprised that Adams is even close to him uh, in terms of points. I. I I kind of just like almost forgotten about Adams. Like that's he's he really just has not been a a, a relevant player in in fantasy. And um, yep. you know, what he's got four, four goals and four assists in the season. Um, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. That this is actually his fourth year in the Premier League. Brandon. I feel like I remember when he, you know, joined the Premier yeah. League in 1920. And so, yeah, yeah. it does feel like <laughs> yesterday for him. And I guess it's. It's a congratulations to Che Adams for sticking around for four years. You know, all the doubters would think that he'd be loaned out and sent back down to the championship. But, you know, he's neck yep. and neck with Ollie Watkins for the uh, the uh, will he, won't he survive this season in the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, the Southampton are going down for sure, right? Like there's, there's like, they, they have to be the one team that like is almost like guaranteed to, to go down this road. I mean, they, they appointed this joker from Luton town. I, who like has zero experience at the top level. He looks young. He looks <laughs> like he's like 25. Yeah. He looks like a real joker, Josh. And, uh, jo- yeah, you know. it doesn't, it doesn't, and we're not talking about Novak Djokovic here, Brandon. He's not the joker man. Um, this is not your <laughs> beloved Bob Dylan podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, but, I, uh, I, we've I already spent too long yeah. in Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's move on to Spurs. Release me. Uh, another, another one man team. It's, it's Kane and nobody. I mean, the story, the story, is, their defense stinks. Let's not even talk about it, including Paris. I don't want to talk about it. Kane has been low key awesome. And everybody finally understood that, um, over the last couple of weeks, he, you know, didn't have a great double, but he is, he's been great. Let's see what he does tomorrow but he's just you know he is inevitable like he mm-hmm. has just been incredibly consistent he's got what 15 goals and five assists in the season and there's just no yeah. help from anybody he's so good he's only 10 goals behind Erling Holland this season which is yeah. you know actually that's like running a marathon um to keep up with yeah. that that pace it's true it's true 30, I agree I feel like at the points, start of the yeah. season we both had this feeling like it's gonna be a Kane season Kane's gonna go supernova and yeah. he he did not go supernova. He went like uh, red, red dwarf or something. Well, like that. I mean, I think that it's uh, you know, I mean, he's he's third in points right now, uh, seven behind Trippier, uh, but has the match tomorrow. So if, if he scores a goal tomorrow, then he'll he'll be the second overall yeah. points. You know, I mean, if it weren't for trip, if it weren't for um, 
uh, for Holland, we'd maybe be talking about Captain and Kane quite a lot. He'd be maybe maybe we'd be bored of Captain and Kane this year, Brandon. It's like a <laughs> it's like a real sliding doors moment there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or if he signs with with Man City last year instead of. Uh, you know, instead of the, instead of Spurs keeping him. So, yeah, but, but son, I mean, the other story is, is son just being, um, um, a little bit done at the moment. And maybe that I, I, I got a little flack for saying that, uh, on social media, but I, it's not like I want it to be true. I like, I like son like everybody else, but it's, it's not fun to watch him right now. It feels like really yeah. short on confidence if, if nothing else. Well, Antonio Conte doesn't seem like the sort of guy that's, you know, walking around yeah. the training ground giving people confidence. Yeah, that's, that's true enough. That's true I enough. wonder yeah. if if Conte survives the season. Also, like the rumors the rumors are starting to bubble up Kane to Manchester United over the summer, which to me feels like the most obvious transfer of all time. Uh, with Manchester United being in the Champions League, presumably next year, if they can keep this form going. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Spurs Spurs fans might be sweating. Yeah, uh, that, that's a, that's an interesting... Somehow I would not heard that rumors, but that, that rumor. But I, I can't tell if that's one of those wishful thinking rumors or like a proper rumor, but that, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, so. like, okay, let's... Like, Vout Veghorst is a great placeholder. Uh, it's not like they... That's true. <laughs> to come Vout, out and get like a real name, guy. Like, Voot the placeholder of Egghorst. Uh, all right, two final clubs. Uh, West Ham. West Ham are almost like an incomplete, right? They they finally sacked Moyes. It's a, it's a total restart. Of course, they like inevitably uh, won their first match fairly handily. Um, they have lots of good players. They fantasy wise, they've been irrelevant this year. But <laughs> but let's see. Let's see if they if they restart yeah. a little bit. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of meat on that bone, Brandon, fantasy-wise, yeah. but it just hasn't happened yet. Now they've got Danny Ings. I mean, they saved money right. on this Danny right. Ings move because uh, he brought his own shirts, his own kits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, yeah, as you can tell, because he's got the he's got the kit now on the on the site. You know, it's yeah. Brought, brought him with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought um, just watching West Ham play Everton, uh, it, Everton will flatter most teams given their current form, but. Antonio looks pretty good. Jared Bowen mm-hmm. back to goal scoring. You work Danny Ings in there. Um, I think they, you know, West Ham might be back. And that brings us to Wolves, Brandon. You know, it's it's a very uh, I don't know. I guess there's some. I thought Collins. Let's, let's let's focus on the positives here. I thought Collins had some nice moments today. Potence came on, almost scored a goal. Neves is a wonderful player who has kind of stuck around with Wolves, which is kind of cool. Michael, yeah. um, it's one of these one of those guys that like he'll always be associated with the club, uh, which is which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, you know, in general, it feels like this is a club that's a little a little out of cycle. It feels like that's almost a theme across many of these clubs this year. It's, it's like a transitional year in the Premier League, Brandon. And a yeah. lot of these, a lot of players and, and clubs are transitioning kind of out of like you like Raul Jimenez today watching him on the pitch. I mean, he's just a, a shadow of the, I remember how threatening he used to be, uh, you know, three, four years ago when he yeah. was kind of in his, his prime. He's so dangerous. So, you know, um, just, uh, just threatening at all times. He was an incredible fantasy asset too. I thought that was one of the wildest uh, substitution strings I'd seen in a long time. It, just at halftime, Lapetegui drops 
uh, Huang, Traore, and Jimenez, and yeah. just brings on some other guys. And yep. that's clearly a statement to them or, or uh, yeah. uh, some says of them. something. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know how... I feel like it's getting better at Wolves. They had such a bad start to the season. I think it's clearly yep. moving in the right direction. Um, to what degree is very difficult yeah. to tell. But yeah. Bueno is this like... Yeah. He is the least exciting gift that you got for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, 3.9 like, starting defender. You mean he gets subbed ones, off every match yeah. at like 60, the 65th <laughs> yeah. minute? Okay. That's true. But yeah, but sometimes those are, those are the best gifts too. The you little, need them. The little ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Socks. And, and they, have, they, they, they have two wins in their last uh, five. Uh, they have a draw in there as well. I'm just I'm looking at the form table right now. I mean, you look at kind of all the teams at the bottom, uh, the, you know, the bottom six or seven. I mean, they're actually playing about as well. As any of those, clubs. you know, they're actually playing better, arguably, than any of those clubs. So I think that Wolves are will, should be fine uh, this year. Uh, I just, I, I can't. It's, I just think there, there, there's like a, a few too many players that are really world class. Like, I, mean, I think Jose Sa is a terrific keeper. I think that Ruben Neves is a great midfielder. Um, you know, uh, Moutinho is not peak Moutinho anymore, but very solid. Like, they're just too solid, I think, yeah. to, to go down. And you compare them to some of the other clubs that are just mixing and matching players, and it just feels like Wolves are going to find a way to, to pick up 12 more points over the next, you know, 20 matches. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's fine, because we like we like Wolves hanging around. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, that's how I feel. I would go to the Molyneux, Brandon, you know, for our fall trip. That would be a fun... Yeah. Uh, which we need, I want to hit some of the, like, I want to, I want I want it to be like, kind of like a mid table trip, you know, we throw in one biggie, but I, I want to go see, uh, you know, the, yeah, all, all the kind of the clubs we have now. I, I don't know if we can go all the way to the South coast, but let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's save that for a summer pot. Anyway, that, that, that's all 20 teams. You can tell that we're, we're starting to think ahead already, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. I hope, uh, I, I enjoyed going through all those clubs, but it was a nice little reset here Me too. To, to look at everything. Um, and if you enjoyed the pod, if you want to, uh, chat with us and the people who, uh, listen and support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Once again, that's patreon.com slash always cheating. One more time, Brandon, patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, we'll do a bonus podcast this week, hundred percent. And, uh, we will, um, yeah, and, and we have the, the Discord is up and running now um, as well. I'm still figuring it out. I thought I had it all cracked, and then there was like this thread thing. I was like, what's going on? Where is everybody? And they're <laughs> all in a thread. It's so learning. It's, it's the, getting used to. The yeah. Discord is evolving in real time for our patrons. Yeah. It's, it's cool to watch us all sort of figure it, it out and get the, the most out of it. So Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. So, uh, But yeah, so yeah, that's where you can go to support the podcast. And uh, Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, DeBig Gafford, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner-Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Uong, Shiv Marjoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Roberto Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cheaters, wherever you get fine social media. And for all this information and more, visit our website, alwayscheating.com. Josh, Ooh. our midseason report Mouthful. card for all 20 Premier League clubs is finished. 
for the always cheating midseason report card, I give us an A plus. I think so too. I think uh, it's been a it's been a long and I, I, I know you were kind of joking, but I will say it's a, <laughs> it was fun. Do, it was fun doing those World Cup pods. It's been a it's been a kind of a, a just a very busy Premier League calendar this year, and I think it's going to reset a little bit, uh, and we're going to get a little bit more back to normal. I think, uh, this spring. And then I'm really, I, I gotta say, I'm already looking forward to the fall. I, I think, I think yeah. barring, barring another global pandemic, Brennan, I think that we're going to have something close to a reset, uh, this fall. And I'm really, I think, I think that I think, I, I honestly think the community is going to come back a lot stronger too. It, it feels, talk about like in cycle. That's how I feel about like some of the, some of the communities right now too. I feel like it's like, there's a little too much anger. It's like, come on, this is, this, this is just a game. This is fun. right. If you're going to create a, if you're going to create a fantasy Twitter account, uh, don't like, and, and you're getting angry all the time. Uh, maybe you need to create a different like account somewhere. Like, or call to, it FPL <laughs> anger. Just, yeah, just, just, just think about whether you should be getting angry all the time. I, I have th- I've done a lot of my my own thinking about this over the last yeah. year, and uh, <laughs> this comes the, the from per, a personal all, journey that you're. Yeah, on. the result is I've, I tweet about a, a tenth as much as I used to, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a healthier place for people to be. So um, anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.